The reason we called it Neighbourhood Farm is because we wanted to feed the neighbourhood. I think farming is important, especially here where we are in such a visible spot because it, it does recreate that, that sense of connection to it. This is The Producers. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Looking for a greater connection to the community, Matt Backer and Mika Oberon joined forces to create Neighbourhood Farm. Using the best organic and regenerative farming practices, they've not only captured the hearts of the neighbourhood, but the attention of some of Brisbane's best chefs too. We're a small... Uh, market garden. So in total, we're about three quarters of an acre in growing space, but our farm alone is about one acre. And uh, we actually lease uh, a neighbouring property for a box of veggies a week as well. And that's our extra quarter acre that we have. And we sell our veggies at our own uh, farm gate stall once a week. Um, So we open that every Friday and we sell directly to the public. We also uh, sell to uh, a couple of cafes and restaurants uh, throughout Brisbane. Um, Yeah, so it's just a really um, diverse, I guess. We have to diversify as much as we can. Um, And especially through COVID, like we saw a lot of the restaurants shut down and, and it became quite quiet on that scene. But our market store really picked up so we had people almost waiting an hour and a half just to get veggies from our store on a friday so yeah it was it's been quite amazing just to see all those changes over the last two years and how how um everything has worked during that time it's yeah it's been quite interesting miko oberon's my partner in the business business and um he's a lot younger than me so um He's 25 now. Um, so, yeah, it's been really interesting to see someone so young um, be so focused on on growing food from a young age. So he's been doing it since he was 18 or 19. Um, well, I grew up in a small country town in southwestern Western Australia. Um, and for me, my childhood was always about food and people and like we used to go fishing at the beach, which was just 10 minutes from my place, and we always had a, a veggie patch. Um, my my dad was a, a bit of a gardener, and he worked on farms and stuff like that, and his, um, his granddad was actually a market gardener. So it just always felt like a big part of our childhood was um, like when the garlic was ready, it was a big event, and when the artichokes were ready to eat, it was really exciting and um, pesto, you know, I remember eating a lot of pesto. <laughs> so it just really made a big mark on me, I think, having having that direct connection to food and people and, yeah. Matt also had a great connection to the land growing up, which built the foundation to understand the lengths it takes to bring quality produce to the table. I grew up in the city when I was really young, so my mum was a chef and... Uh, my grandparents actually had a small pecan farm, um, which they also had a Euro- European cake business uh, there. So I spent a lot of time there. But as I grew, like was in primary school, we moved to a small hobby farm um, down near Lamington National Park. And yeah, I spent a lot of time 
down there, obviously, we, we grew our own vegetables. Um, my grandparents grew a lot of their own vegetables and they've got a European background. So um, there's lots of, you know, uh, cucumbers and uh, cabbage soups and uh, things like that. Um, my grandmother used to make uh, beautiful cakes uh, that she sold throughout Brisbane as well. Um, so I spent a lot of my time um, down there, like, grinding nuts and things like that um, and stealing strawberries and, um, you know, putting it in the icing sugar. And, yeah, it was just a um, great experience when I was younger. Um, and my mother being a chef, I spent, when I was really young, I spent a lot of time in restaurants sleeping under tables because my mother had to work work long hours. And But I'd always get to eat the best food. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I guess I've always been in agriculture. I, after school, I, I worked out west on some large cattle stations um, with sheep and cattle and um, studied environmental science. So I've always been interested in that link between the environment and um, agriculture. It's been something that, yeah, it's, it's really important. And I, I think being in an urban setting just adds that, that next level. So how do we create you know, an environment that's, um, you know, that, that is uh, sustainable or regenerative and and also grow food and how do we get the neighbourhood, you know, to become more sustainable. It's been, yeah, part of, I guess, what we do at the farm. It's been really interesting. When we think of farmers, most of us think of wide open spaces a few hours from the city. But Neighbourhood Farm is a small farm in Australia's third largest city, Brisbane. We're on uh, Jagera Turbul country and our farm is on the border of Oxley and Corinda. Uh, we have like large remnant rainforest, dry rainforest around us. Um, the Brisbane River is really close to the farm and it almost feels like when you come here you're in, you know, you're almost entering into an, a rural area. So we have lots of paddocks next to the farm, um, but we are surrounded by houses. So we're kind of like a peri-urban uh, neighbourhood setting. Uh, yeah, so it's a really interesting space. And we're only, you know, as the crow flies, about 10 kilometres uh, from the city. So it's just, um, yeah, it's quite a good, a good place to be to grow veggies um, because we're really close to our customers and uh, we have, yeah, just a... A great space to be in. Oh well, it's just a really unique spot to to find something like this so close to a large city like Brisbane. It's really a lot of people who come down to where our farm is are quite surprised actually that this even exists here. You know, like having the river and having acres of um, rainforest and open paddocks and a wetland and and farming space obviously too. It's really it's there's not much else like it around here. So yeah, I really enjoy it down here. Matt and Mika produce a wide range of fresh vegetables and herbs, including an incredible array of tomatoes. We actually grow up to, uh, I'd say probably 40 different vegetables, um, obviously not at one time, but throughout the year. So as the seasons change, we change what we grow. So we do a lot of, um, like at the moment, it's corn and tomatoes. Um, shishito peppers, uh, do a lot of salad mixes and things like that, um, eggplants, herbs, 
And then through winter, we, we actually grow a lot more tomatoes through winter because the humidity drops. So we do a lot of our larger tomatoes then. But at the moment, we're also uh, growing uh, some determinants like uh, San Mazzano's, which are similar to um, your traditional Italian um, sourcing tomatoes. Um, yeah, and we and then and then we do a lot of cherry tomatoes um, as well. Uh, so you know, like uh, some hybrids that we do, Sanchicola and Sugarinos, which are more suited here during those hotter months it's quite difficult to grow the heirlooms in the hot months but once win- winter comes around we we get our opportunity to grow all those really nice um heirloom varieties like um, cherokee purples and black russians um yeah so that they're the kind of things that we the, we grow throughout the year and, and i'd say the tomatoes are probably our draw card for the stall it's one of the main things that people come for because they know every week we've got really good tasty tomatoes and um it's yeah it's something that uh we've worked on for a long time and, and probably the first four years uh we really didn't achieve in the tomato growing section it, it takes quite a quite a while to grow a good tomato especially in our um in our environment brisbane is pretty challenging climate for a lot of things but yeah particularly tomatoes through the hotter and humid times of the year um we have so many bugs at the farm especially at the moment with all the rain and it's just crazy like the amount of insects and mold and fungus and all kinds of things that come and come for the plants um so yeah like a a huge challenge this year has been just the sheer amount of water in the ground and in the atmosphere you know like all the tomatoes are exploding and splitting and rotting and um so yeah like using uh greenhouses has been really beneficial for producing good tomatoes and just really trying to uh, increase the airflow like we we set up fans this year uh, which are constantly moving air through and around the plants which really helps um just to move some of that moisture and cut down on the humidity um so yeah there's a few tricks we picked up Tomatoes come in many shapes and sizes, but with a strong connection from seed to plate, Matt and Mika really look forward to a few specialty lines coming into season. Uh, actually, for summer at the moment, I mean, I love the cherry tomatoes, but uh, the San Mazzano is a, a great cooking tomato, but I actually also like, uh, I grate it uh, into into a bowl just with salt and pepper and then put it on a a good sourdough so our, our stall we also sell other people's products um and riser bread does this amazing sourdough that we sell so we get you know soon as we um we pack the stall on a friday we get a loaf of bread as well and um yeah that's probably the first thing i do is grate some san Mazzanos and um and yeah put them on on toast it's just yeah, it's amazing but the other one in winter uh the cherokee purples are probably a favorite they're really um dark fleshy tomato that just has so much flavor and you can use it in um you know sauces or or have it fresh it's just yeah it's an amazing tomato to eat a great tomato has like a a kind of saltiness to it 
which is something we've noticed in our tomatoes a lot because we actually have quite a, a salty soil, um, which is bad for some things, but it's actually great for tomatoes because it adds a real kind of depth of flavor. Um, so like when they're really good, good flavor like that, you can just literally, you know, cut them in half, put them in the sun for a few minutes, put a bit of olive oil and salt, and it's just the best thing ever. With such an intensive, hands-on connection to the food they produce, experiencing the fruits of their labor in a restaurant setting completes the full circle on the importance of what they do. I guess uh, joy, for instance, is probably the greatest experience that we have. Um, we've been lucky to go there a couple of times this year. And um, yeah, Sarah and Maddie just really make you think about what's possible with the vegetables that you um, you grow and, and what you can turn that into. Um, you know, it's not just the flavour and everything. It's also, um, I guess, the, uh, the the show of it, the idea, you know, that this is something that you can present that is amazing. And it's, it's, it's fun. It's kind of the um, experimental side of what we do. It's like looking at the things that we probably wouldn't recognise and, you know, Sarah um, occasionally comes down to the farm and, and starts picking things and she looks at, at vegetables very differently. Um, I think for one thing, I remember uh, her picking um, borage flowers and describing them as tasting like rain. And <laughs> it's just something that we've never really, you know, we wouldn't think think of. I guess we think a lot more basic about those kind of things. So, yeah, it's, it's that experience. And um, we, we do get a few chefs that come to the farm occasionally when they get a chance and pick things. And it's kind of that experimental and fun, fun part of farming that um, we've been really excited about. Yeah, it feels amazing. Um it feels it's just really special to see something that you've worked on for so long and you've struggled over for through all the weather conditions and etc and to see what someone else uh does with it is really it's quite amazing it, it's kind of the whole reason why we do it really growing vegetables is only part of the joy of working the land for both matt and mika the relationships forged with the local community is really at the heart of what they do. The reason we called it Neighbourhood Farm is because we wanted to feed the neighbourhood and the stall is always our first port of call, so the, it's our priority. Um, and uh, that has allowed us to, uh, I guess, grow in many other ways. So we know many of the people that live in our neighbourhood and we both live 200 to 300 metres from the farm and, you know, sometimes it takes us half an hour to walk to the farm because we stop and talk to everyone on the street and, you know, it it um, it's it has that, yeah, the ability. It's, it's something that's tangible for people too. So we have a lot of people that volunteer at the farm uh, twice a week and a lot of them are neighbours who come down, uh, people who live in the neighbourhood. And and we're now looking at you know, doing a lot more workshops and, and that side of things. So I guess for us it's that ability to be a bit of a hub for a whole range of, of things and it's that connector. I, I really enjoy knowing all the neighbours in my neighbourhood. I think it's something that we, you know, lack a little in some places, especially in urban areas. 
Um, and we'd love to see, you know, heaps more farms like ours in Brisbane if it's possible and, and around Australia. I think it's important because we have such a disconnect um, between people and, and food and the land that provides that food. So, yeah, I, I really noticed it, especially coming from a small town, moving into a larger city. Um, I really felt that sense of how disconnected people are from from farming and from the land and from nature itself, really. Um, so, so yeah, I think I think farming is important, especially here where we are in such a visible spot, because it it does recreate that that sense of connection to it. Neighbourhood farm has solidified Matt and Mika's belief in working with nature to forge incredible food and connections with the community too. I mean, Brisbane already has a really good small-scale um, food scene, I guess. So there's other growers like Loop Growers and Mill and Farm um, who are, you know, on the north side. Um, we've got Food Connect who, who link all the small-scale farmers together. Uh, or you know smaller growers together and and we buy some of their produce for the farm gate stall to fill it out with the things that we can't grow like potatoes and and that so i guess it's that connection as well that we have with all the food that's grown around here and um what people are producing it's um it's just enjoyable and and yeah i think you know eating eating food is the best way to connect with people for me it's just opened up a whole new world of people and experiences that I, I don't think I really would have had much access to. Um, yeah, just I've met so many people doing amazing things around Brisbane that I never would have expected, you know, and they're really interesting, unique thinkers and engaged in their communities and creative and interested in health and well-being and all those things. So in that sense, it's really just changed my whole life, really. I'd really, really love to see what we're doing here expand outward a bit more. Um, it's been six, seven years now that we've been here and we've made so much progress and I think we've really developed the vision for what we want to actually accomplish in the long term. Um, so that really involves more people and teaching more workshops about growing food and just just spreading that message, you know, that anyone can do this Um we, we can all grow food. There's plenty of space around the city. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd like to see it become a, a platform or a, a space that people can come and learn um, and for that message just to spread outward from, from where we are now. Farming uh, in the way we do really encapsulates all those things. It brings people together. It provides amazing food and it gives you that direct connection to the natural Neighbourhood Farm is a wonderful example of sustainable design in a high density population. The natural farming practices not only regenerate the soil but showcase how to regenerate urban areas and lifestyles and demonstrate positive alternatives. And the proof is in the pudding. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of producers, farmers, makers and growers, the true lifeblood of the food industry. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or email us at 
producerspodcast at deepintheweeds.com.au.